Hello, and welcome to More is Afraid of the Dark, but not really the podcast. The podcast where we discuss the TV show, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And tonight, we'll be discussing the Season 2, Episode 6. That's right, tonight we're talking about the Tale of the Dark Dragon. So grab yourself a piece of birthday cake and head to the campfire as we discuss one of the second appearances of Sardo. Hi everybody, today we're discussing the Tale of the Dark Dragon. It's one of my favorite episodes of season two as Sardo makes another appearance, and I rather like the character of Sardo. It's nice to know that in the Midnight Society, they have continuation, and Sardo is one of those characters who pops up from time to time. And I just really like him as a character. So, you might be wondering, what was the occasion for David to create the story of the Dark Dragon using one of Gary's own characters? Well, I'll tell you what the occasion was. The occasion was Gary's birthday, and so in a way, this was Gary's birthday present from David to Gary. Also, because of the name of this episode, it leaves a lot of room open for inappropriate jokes that I will try to avoid making, but no promises, listeners, because that's not in my style, but we'll see how this goes. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast also known as the blog, aka me reading you the blog. So let's get started. All right, so the night starts with Gary walking into the clearing. It's all quiet and the fire's going. Gary walks in and says, guys, hey guys. He steps on a balloon and it pops. Then the gang all come running out yelling, surprise. Gary is shocked and says, I can't believe you remembered. I can't believe he thought they would forget. I imagine that before they had an initiation, one of the test questions was, when is Gary's birthday? Kristen replies by saying, look, how could we forget? Frank says, you only reminded us a zillion times. Betty Ann looks at Frank with a sinister look and says, he did not. We'd never forget your birthday. Because if they did forget, Gary would probably kick them out of the Midnight Society, just like Eric. Kiki says, Dave even has a special story for you. I just want to say that they all look especially pleased with themselves. Gary is in shock and says, really? They all gather around the campfire as David tells Gary about his story. David says, I know how much you like magic, so I kind of borrowed one of your magical characters. Gary is intrigued and says, which one? David tells him, sit down, my friend, and you'll find out. David takes his seat at the storyteller's chair and begins his introduction. My story is indeed about magic, the kind Gary likes. So the kind where the guy gets the girl, I guess? The kind that dazzles and amazes, but is still strangely real. But the magic in my story is more intense than the kind that comes from incarnations or elixirs. It's the kind of magic that comes from inside of us, a magic that can't be used for good or incredible evil. He forgot to add, the choice is yours. 
They all look at each other in amazement. I honestly think they are phoning it in and pretending they love magic for Gary's sake, since it is his birthday and all. And if we are going by air date, as his birthday, then his birthday is July 24th. David then submits his story for the approval of the Midnight Society. He grabs the non-dairy creamer, throws it into the fire, and says, Submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this story The Tale of the Dark Dragon. And in case I haven't said it enough, the character that David has borrowed is Sardo, as in that Sardo, no Mr. Accent on the Doe. I am surprised that Sardo is even still around, since he got trapped in that crystal ball in season one. I wonder if this is like a before story, which makes me also wonder if all these stories are somehow connected. They might be, we don't know. There could be continuity issues in the Are You Afraid of the Dark universe, but we shall talk about that at a later podcast. We are first introduced to Keith Saunders. He is a cripple. Well, a cripple in a sense that he has leg braces, but it's due to an accident that they talk about constantly but don't actually say how it was caused. And then we are introduced to Mariah, who asks Keith if he is going to the dance on Friday. Keith says no. He is more of a sit-and-watch kind of guy. We are also introduced to Gary and Shelly, a jock and his on-again, off-again girlfriend. I gotta wonder if the name Gary was used just to be like, hey, Gary, I think you're also athletic and not just like into magic on David's half. That would kind of make sense, I suppose. Mariah harbors a not-so-secret crush on Keith and overhears him asking Shelly to the dance. Mariah kind of glares at Keith when she hears this because, you know, she wants to go with Keith as she really loves him. But who's gonna date a librarian assistant? At least I think she's a librarian's assistant because each interaction between her and Keith is in a library and she always has books so I'm just assuming she like has a free period where she has to work in the library at the high school. Later on after school Shelly sees Keith and they hang out at a local diner where Gary kind of half asses an apology to her. It is here that Keith sees an ad for Sardo's Magic Mansion and what I can only guess is a comic book. It looks like one of those things that you tear out to send away for x-ray vision glasses um, the kind that maybe you send $5 and hope that they arrive at your house at some point. On a whim, Keith goes to Sardo's Magic Mansion. When he walks inside, he asks, Is there a Mr. Sourdough here? I mean, his name isn't spelled Sourdough, Keith. It's spelled S-A-R-D-O. And this is when Sardo makes his grand entrance by saying, That's Sardo, no Mr. Accent on the dough. And this, you know, he does that banter that he does all the time. And then he says to Keith, now what is it? Keith tells Sardo that he has come for the potion, but Sardo asks him which one, and Keith says the one that will bring out the best in a person. They exchange some words, and Sardo names a too high of a price, but Keith haggles and offers $20. Sardo accepts, and he mentions he is losing money on the deal, and he's still pushing the fake vomit. Keith gives a drop to a bunny, which makes it less ugly, and then turns into a mutant. Later that day, Keith takes the potion before going to school, and is kind of having a weird reaction that makes it look as if he's poisoned. He is now sporting a fancy leather jacket with no leg brace. The girls find him irresistible and wonder who he is. 
He is now more confident and is currently being stalked by Mariah. He tells the girls his name is KC. That's right, K.C. As in Keith's cousin. Well, how original is that for a name? I mean, I'm just blown away by the originality of that one. Not to mention, it really looks like all he did was comb his hair and get a leather jacket and got better fitting clothing and then became more confident and that's all that really happened. But Keith wakes up the next morning and he's more crippled than ever and now with what appears to be some kind of scar on his, um, I guess you would call it his jawline because it looks like it's on his jawline. But you know who hasn't noticed? Or who has noticed, I should say? Mariah. Mariah's been keeping tabs and confronts Keith about the guy who was at his house. He kind of blows her off in a rude way. Shelley asks Keith if his cousin, KC, would be making an appearance at the Charcoal Pit, which is the name of the diner they were at, to which Keith hints he might be. Keith and his father are eating dinner, and he casually mentions failing a geometry test. So now I'm wondering what grade Keith is in, because typically geometry is taught in middle school but they all look like they're pushing like mid-twenties in this episode. Keith and his dad exchange words, and Keith gets angry and goes to his room. Shelly calls and asks to talk with KC and invites him over to watch TV. This was before Netflix and Chill existed. KC says he will come over in a little while. KC invites Shelly to the dance on Friday, and she accepts. They kind of make out, but Keith wakes up the next morning looking like the wolfman. Mariah then sees Shelly at the charcoal pit and asks her if she has seen Keith, as he was not at school, or if she has seen his cousin. Shelly says no, but she will see him tonight at the dance. Keith goes to Sardo to figure out what is happening to him. Sardo looks in his book, and Keith reads aloud, Before bringing out the best, one must fight the dark dragon from within. Sardo claims to not know about that clause. Keith asks him what the Dark Dragon is. Well, Keith, I could tell you, but that wouldn't be appropriate. Sardo says he does not know what it is, but he tells Keith he is about to find out. We then cut back to the charcoal pit, and Gary asks Shelly what time he should pick her up for the dance. Shelly says, you never bothered to ask me. Gary says, so I'm asking you now. I'll pick you up at seven. Shelly tells him she is going with someone else. Gary flips out and looks like he's going to beat her. We then see Keith coming home from Sardo's magic mansion. He runs home in his black hoodie and is more hideous than ever. He actually looks kind of like a troll or maybe a hobgoblin, if you will. Mariah, his stalker, breaks into his house to confront him. She tells him she knows something is wrong and she wants to talk to him. Keith tells her to go away. Keith kind of looks like a goblin out of Labyrinth. So I guess even when I wrote this, I said he looked like a goblin. Come to think of it, um, if I look back at this episode, he kind of looked like Hoggle. The, like, short little, I guess, hobgoblin, if you will, from Labyrinth. And you don't think that his looks would stop him from going to the dance, do you? Well, it didn't. Keith goes to school and takes the potion before going into the dance to become sexy again. Mariah follows him and breaks into his locker and chugs the rest of the potion so he will fall in love with her instead of Shelly. Mariah should be charged with breaking and entering into a locker. Casey arrives at the dance and tells Shelly she is beautiful. 
He tells her that he thinks this could be the best moment of his life. Dude, you are not even out of high school. Give college a chance. They slow dance, and then the principal announces they are awarding a trophy to the best athlete in school. And guess who the winner is? The winner is Gary. Nice touch, David. Making sure Gary got the best athlete in this story. Gary goes up on stage and says, I dedicate this award to Shelley Bergman. I just like her to know she's got first place in my heart. Shelley and Gary then dance with each other, which is kind of awkward for KC. But Mariah then comes into the dance all sexy and takes Keith's breath away. Amazingly, these people think to be sexy, you need to throw off your glasses. Keith is horrified to find out she took the potion. Mariah confesses her feelings to Keith and tells him that she will be pretty if that is what he wants. She tells him that she drank the whole bottle and she asks what is happening to her because she's now having like the crippling stomach aches and is turning into like an ogre slash hobgoblin as well. Keith tells her why he took the potion and that he hates himself. He cries and his tears save Mariah as he has now beaten the dark dragon. They are both pretty and vain people forever. Keith explains that he beat the dark dragon as it has been inside him since the accident, the accident which we never learn anything about. The principal comes and Keith says that he was just taking his girl to the dance. David then ends the story and says, happy birthday, Gary. They all smile and say happy birthday to him as well. The ending is rushed and the campfire is not put out, nor does Gary declare the meeting overt. And now, it's time for the second portion of our podcast, Mora's Thoughts. In this section, I talk about my thoughts about the episode. Welcome to the portion of the episode where I talk about my thoughts on the entire story. So I assume the reason Gary and did not declare the meeting over is because they simply celebrated his birthday after the story. And now I'm left to wonder what kind of presents they got him. I imagine Kristen kissed him. Kiki probably gave him a neon baseball hat. Betty Ann, maybe a book of some kind. And Frank, he probably got Gary a cape for his magic act. I hope someone bought cake and ice cream. Oh, and a pinata because that'd be kind of fun to beat in the middle of the woods. My first thought for this episode was it was nice that they threw a surprise party for Gary. Um, They don't really do a lot of celebrations in the episodes to do milestones for the Midnight Society members, but later on in season two, we do get an anniversary episode for Frank, which is really touching and is the only time they actually celebrate an anniversary. But the reason it's touching is because Frank's Um, initiation into the Midnight Society was the first episode in the series. So it makes sense canonically to have that happen. However, they never celebrated Sam or Tucker's anniversary. 
So that was a little odd. Even Stig didn't get one, but Stig was only on for one season. So presumably he never had an anniversary because maybe by that point, the original Midnight Society broke up. My second thought was they are generally, they generally all looked really happy in this episode. And I think at this point in the series, the Midnight Society cast had become friends in real life and it shows. Like, I could believe these people actually hang out outside of being on the TV show. They all look very comfortable with each other, and it comes across really nicely on screen. And for me, one thing that can really sell a series for me to enjoy is looking at it and thinking to myself, oh, these people, they don't look like they're just phoning it in for the series. They look like they are honestly friends. A really good example of this would be one of my other favorite TV shows, Power Rangers. You know, you can have a really good season with a horrible storyline, but if the cast who play the Rangers look like they generally get along, it helps on so many levels. Whereas you could have a series that has a great storyline, but the cast just doesn't look like they get along, and people are going to hate it because that comes across on screen. And I think another thing to keep in mind, especially with Are You Afraid of the Dark, is the Midnight Society cast, they were all together on a soundstage in Montreal, so they would do the um, intros and outros for the entire season in maybe a couple days. So they were a completely separate cast from the people who were in the cast portion of the actual tale. So we're talking two different casts here. So I feel like the reason the Midnight Society comes off as so likable is because they had that bond. Not that the people in the actual stories don't seem likable some of them aren't created to be likable it's just you get more used to the midnight society because you see them constantly and then this brings me to my third thought my third thought was since we got an episode where gary gets to celebrate his birthday and is present as a story from david why did we never get an episode where kiki or betty ann or frank got a birthday and somebody wrote a story for them the next closest thing we got was Frank's anniversary episode. And in that episode, Frank wrote the story, but they were just celebrating a milestone of his anniversary. But that also brings up the fact we never get Gary's anniversary or Betty Ann's anniversary or Kiki's anniversary. So that's another thing to keep in mind with this series is, well, they do acknowledge some things that go on in the Midnight Society universe. They don't recognize other stuff. So those were just three of my thoughts during um, my rewatch of the episode, because as I've mentioned, the way these blog posts work is I watch the episode and then I write the blog post while watching it. So I end up watching these episodes a total of like three different times. But this brings us to the end of this podcast. I want to thank you for listening to me rant on about David's birthday present for Gary. That's right. We just talked about the Tale of the Dark Dragon, which featured one of our favorite reoccurring characters, Sardo. Join me next time as we talk about the season two episode, The Tale of the Frozen Ghost, which has a special guest star in the episode, Melissa Joan Hart. And I almost forgot our fun facts for this episode. Our first fun fact is that this is Sardo's second of many appearances in the series. And our second fun fact also has to do with Sardo, but most importantly, the Magic Mansion. You can spot the Super Specs in his store from the Season 1 episode, The Tale of the Super Specs. So until next time, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society, I call this podcast 
the tale of more is afraid of the dark but not really podcast number six of season two over happy birthday gary i wish you all the best (laughs) 